Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2021 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheelers, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Well, guys, welcome in to the latest episode of Two Guys Girl on a Podcast without my main two guys. But I decided that I would do a Q&A for this um, show earlier in the year I was gone on vacation and Matt and Mello did a Q&A. And just so you guys could ask them any question, whether it be football or whatever. So I figured I would do the same while they are both out, but I was not going to do it by myself, although I could talk to a brick wall. I decided to bring in someone who knows me very well. Um, my younger brother, Blake, is joining us today. So Blake, welcome and congratulations and welcome to your first podcast. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm very excited to ask you questions. Yeah, ask me questions. I bet you you would know like 90% of the answers too, but it's always good to have someone here that can help you out. But before we get started, we do have to plug our guys at Manscaped, our presenting sponsor, two guys 20 for a discount. And actually, Blake, you are the beneficiary of all of the free stuff that Manscaped sends me that I don't particularly use as a female that you can use, although females can use it. Two guys 20, 20% off. Manscaped, yeah. great product. Um, I've been using them since uh, the lawnmower 1.0, back when it just had a battery in it. Um, but now, uh, great products, and thank you for sending up my sister all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a good plug, good job. And also, if you didn't hear our dog in the background, it's because he's upset that he's the only sibling being left out of this podcast, apparently. So, that's the nature of, of this podcast. We keep it very, very uh, real around here, and he's clearly frustrated that we both are in rooms and he is not welcome in, so that's a bummer. <laughs> But um, anyway, a little bit more about Blake. So he's 20 years old, goes to the University of Arizona, and do you want to tell everybody your major and what you do? This is like a job interview. What's uh, your I'm major? I'm a political science major. Um, I plan <laughs> on going to law school after I finish up my senior year. I'm currently studying for the LSAT, so that should be very fun. Um, and hopefully uh, I become a sports agent and work in sports just like my older sister. Hey, look at that. And also, for those wondering, um, he did get to choose where he went to college. I didn't force him yeah, to go to totally. the University of Arizona. Um, I mean, yeah, sure. Like, we'll just yep, say yep, that. Yeah, I, I, had, I had a choice. You did. I did, I did, I did. I mean, I just, I showed you, a, I, when you were like 10, you were at, like, tailgates seeing what the University yeah, of Arizona so was how, all how about. Fun, yeah. And so you were like, all right, I'll go there. So in my defense, Arizona sold itself. You just, I just had to get you there when you were younger. So Yeah, very true. Okay, Great but school. speaking of college, today is a huge day. We are recording on Thursday, and it's been a crazy day because everybody in college athletics, college students, athletes, can now make money off of their name, image, and likeness. Yesterday at the last second, the NCAA stepped in and said, We'll make this a universal thing so the the schools and players in different states that had already passed bills will not get the advantage over others. And so now people are able to sign with sponsors, 
which is crazy. And then also today, everyone was talking about how Reggie Bush needs his Heisman back. Reggie said that he's reached out to the NCAA, and they have not said, hey, we'll reinstate your Heisman, we'll give you back your records. Nothing yet, so I'm hoping a public push on the internet will we'll give that back to him. Blake, you're probably too young to remember Reggie Bush stuff, but the other part of this is you've seen documentaries over and over uh, about you know all the stuff that he did in his career, so I, I know that you know this. It's a huge day for college sports and just awesome all around and very excited to see all the sponsorship deals that have happened. We've got like a Petco one already, but it's a cool day for, for college athletics and it'll change the way things go from now on. Yeah, it's a, it's a very big day, um, I think. Reggie Bush should definitely get his Heisman back, although I was six years old when he won it. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I definitely Thanks think that should happen. making everyone feel old now. Oh, yeah, very old. And I love the power grab by the NCAA to just be like, no, 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 no. It wasn't states that made this happen. We made this happen. Right. Um, that just be like, oh, we're still in charge here, even though... They're uh, not. They're not. There's no reason for them to be around anymore. So really, no. it's... It's fascinating, but you're right. At the last second, they're like, oh, we're going to make this our thing. Because they didn't want to do the work. They didn't even put the legwork in. They let some of the states figure it out before they did. So, yeah, also, exactly. shout out to all the compliance people that work at universities. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm sure today was really crazy. And um, it's a holiday weekend, so please enjoy the holiday weekend. And then get back on that grind, because those deals are going to keep on rolling. Um, but very, very exciting. The other part of this is so, like, Spencer Rattler had tweeted that he is going to donate a lot of his money. So it's it's good for everyone, I think. If you're on the side of, hey, people shouldn't get paid, that seems like a weird place to be. So get on board because the train is a rolling. But um, someone submitted a question after the NCAA news came out that they wanted to know. So we'll start this off with our question, uh, our Q&A today. If you could... Um, be sponsored or sponsor one brand or item, what would it be? For me, it would absolutely be Blue Powerade, um, just the blue kind specifically, because it is <laughs> by far the most superior sports drink ever created. Interesting. That was a dig at Gatorade, but okay. Oh, uh, Blue Powerade's the best. Blue, it goes Blue Powerade, Blue Powerade, Blue Gatorade, anything else. No, Yellow Gatorade. Yellow Gatorade is the superior Gatorade with the twist top. You're too young. Yeah, you're just okay, you're yeah, really but the, any Gatorade with the twist top is amazing. That, yeah. the, it just tastes different. That's a good That's a good choice, because I'm pretty sure that Powerade is owned by Coca-Cola, so that's, like, a good plug. Because when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about, like, all the biggest brands. But then I was like, okay, how about be, like, because I also posted something on my social media of, like, be true to your brand. And, like, my brand is, like, sports like the feels and wine so any wineries around here thinking that they need um an influencer or a sponsor that would probably be mine just because i would want to influence people in drinking good wine not just your boxed wine or whatever but that would be my plug or any sort of like sephora or ulta or places like that because that's where most of my money goes so i feel like that would be really beneficial if i could get one of those deals done but blue power is a good call I like how you were very specific with that. Oh, yeah, um, just the blue kind. Just the blue kind. All right, well, um, we're going to move into other questions, but, Blake, I'm going to let you ask some of them, and it, you'll, you'll give your answers when you feel like it, but no pressure. I know it's your first time, so um, <laughs> go ahead and kick us off. All right, so the first question that was submitted is, when did you know you wanted to be in sports journalism? 
I knew I wanted to be in sports journalism pretty young. I would say 15 years old. I was probably like a junior in high school. Yes, I was very young in high school. Um, and that was right when my like soccer career was ending. So my dream of playing on the U.S. women's national team had ended because I had bad knees. And um, I... I always just was around sports and growing up, obviously you know this, like there was always just sports on in our house and like discussions in our family were always around sports and I just loved the way it brought people together and so when I realized I wasn't going to play a sport, I was like, all right, well, I want to be involved in sports and I was passionate about it and my parents always, our mom was very adamant of like, do what you love, do what you want to do and so um, I've always been supported in that aspect so it's like, okay, if I, I wanted to, to work in sports, that's what I was going to do. So, um, yeah, I ended up deciding that pretty young. And then when I got to college, I tried every sports job you could possibly imagine. I was a stat runner. I covered tennis. I covered basketball. I covered football. Everything you could possibly imagine. And got the best experience at U of A. And then lucked out and found this job listing. Well, not this specific job listing that I have on. Uh, now, but um, a job listing at Bleacher Report on Twitter and applied for it and the rest is history and I've been there for almost seven years now, which is so crazy. It makes me feel very old, but um, was pretty, I was pretty determined to just make it happen. There was no other field that I could see myself really being in and I just, I, I do really love how sports, I always say that it's like the universal language. I know people say math is, but I think that sports really do bring people together. And even if you're not a big sports person, you know of like the biggest names or the storylines or the really sweet human interest stories that happen from them. So I think that is sort of what brought me into the sports journalism realm. So, and hopefully one day you will also work in sports. Yep, hopefully. Pretty yeah, soon. Well, pretty soon. You got law school to get through. Yeah, got, got a few more years. Yeah, and if anybody who listens to this podcast has gone to law school or, like, know someone who went to law school and loved where they went to law school, send us a DM because we are going to try and hit up some places that Blake would like to go. And it's maybe some of them are on tailgate tour, maybe some of them are not. So uh, just let us know what you think is the best law school out there and, and we'll get him out to, to check out those campuses and see if you guys can sell us on those places because our, our listeners are actually really good at um, advice for, for college stuff, if you will. Um, cool. The next question, I think this is a good one for both of us. If you could go to one sporting event, past or future, what would it be? Okay, I've thought long and hard about this question. Okay. Um, so my initial response was going to be um, whether or not, go back in time and see whether or not Babe Ruth actually called a shot. But my thought process with that was what if he didn't call a shot and I just went back in time to watch one Babe Ruth home run. Um, <laughs> so. Fair. Yeah, so I ended up going with um, 1980 Lake Placid, The Miracle on Ice, because yes. that, that atmosphere would be absolutely electric to be around. Yeah, which is so great, because, so, um, I'm glad that I didn't know you were going to say this, because I do have a story um, about this. So, when we were kids and we saw that movie in theaters, the Miracle movie, um, which is also probably one of the best sports movie series, but we won't debate oh. that right now. Um you're in the theater and you were really young you were maybe like between the ages of four and six ish i think and um you were like sitting in one of those booster seats which is so funny because uh, if you guys aren't watching on youtube my brother is six eight and 
as a child, he didn't need that booster seat, so I'm not really sure why he had one in the movie theater, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, but when they scored the goal against the Soviets to take the lead, you stood up and were, like, cheering. And we're like, yes! And because you thought it was, like, a live-action game. Like, you really did think that it was oh, yeah. happening in real time because you weren't old enough to know any different. The rest of us knew what was going to happen um, just because we've either seen clips of it or actually watched it live. And, and you had no idea, so you stood up and cheered. And, like, everyone in the movie theater was, like, laughing and just, like, thought it was the cutest thing they ever saw. Um, because it was just a natural reaction. But it's just a testament to how, one, good that movie is, and, two... Also, just how wonderful and, like, passionate we are about sports, that you would, like, react that way. And that's normally how we react to sporting events that are live in our house. A lot of screaming and yelling here. Um, but, no, that was an awesome reaction. A good one to choose. I like that. Um, Absolutely. I'm, great movie. Yeah, great. great Why do you want to play college hockey, Coxie? <laughs> Isn't it so obvious? For the girls. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um... <laughs> I chose one that I was actually alive for, but I wasn't physically at. I would have chosen to go to the Game 7 between the Indians and the Cubs um, for the Cubs to break their 108-year um, drought. I just feel like that would be a crazy atmosphere to be in. You and I got to go to Wrigley that year um, and experience what it was like to just be there for that season. Um, and it was just a really cool atmosphere. So... I would, I would want to obviously go to a Game 7, I think World Series Game 7s, game and how up and down that Game 7 was would oh, yeah. just be amazing to be at. And just, I maybe, I mean, we were obviously rooting for the Cubs, but I think to, like, not be, I don't think I would handle going to games of, like, the teams that I was at, or actually I would choose the 97 Arizona uh, National Championship. Because if I, but I wasn't, like, an Arizona fan then, so I probably wouldn't have experienced it the same way. But if I was how I am now with Arizona basketball and got to go back in time and be that way, I would honestly cry. Like, there's a thousand percent chance that I would you, sob my eyes out. Like, probably fall on the floor. You would cry. If Arizona wins a... Win, I should say. Win Arizona, win, wins, Arizona wins a wins. national championship in basketball in my lifetime, I will be inconsolable. Like, you will not be able to... I will just be sobbing. I'll be so happy. It'll be the greatest moment of my life, really. Not having kids or getting married or anything like that. Just, just Arizona winning. Just, just Arizona that. basketball. Just kidding. I do really like the um, the game seven um, choice yes, because uh, knowing Paige, um, she loves a hostile crowd and wouldn't mind taking heat from anyone because uh, that game seven was in Cleveland. And I think she would absolutely love rooting for a team that A, is going to win. And be not around people who aren't rooting for the same thing. So, I actually went to a game during the playoffs. I think it was... It was at... So, they played at the Giants. And they won to move on to the, the championship series, I think. I think it was the division series. And we went... We had tickets through Bleacher Report. And I was with someone who was a lifelong Cubs fan. A lifelong Dodgers fan. And a like semi Giants fan, so like we weren't real. I was rooting for the Cubs. Obviously, we had gone like all in on being fans of the Cubs earlier in that year when the season started, and had planned our trip to Wrigley and all that. Um, so I, we were there, and there were fans behind us heckling us, and they scored four runs in the ninth to win. And it was like the craziest thing because the people behind us, I went to turn around to say something, and they were gone. Before, because I had like turned around and I was like, peak, okay, peak relax. Giants fans. We, peak Giants fans. Yeah, right. I was like, okay, we get it, we get it. Like, you don't need to like 
like chill it's fine like and they're like talking shit and all this stuff and then the game's over and they win and we t i turn around and they're gone i turned around to say something obviously i was gonna be nice you know what i mean i was totally gonna be nice mm -hmm. um nice i was gonna say bless your heart okay bless your hearts <laughs> um for being so rude but yeah so um i definitely would love a, a hostile environment for sure i can handle it um, but yeah, that was definitely, uh, gosh, oh, that, that team was just really fun to watch. So, um, I think a game seven would be sick in any sport really. Um, so the next question that comes up, um, is who starts a game first in 2021, uh, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, or Mac Jones? Well, I would like it to be Trey Lance, but, um, it's probably not going to be, I'm going to go Justin Fields. Then, then Mac Jones, then Trey Lance, actually. So I'll rank them that way. I know it just says to pick one, but I, I Justin Fields is the answer for me. Um, but I think that um, Mac Jones will get an opportunity to start before Trey Lance, unless Jimmy's hurt, which of course is always a, a something very that could happen. Possibility. Yeah, there's a good chance. So knock on something because I don't want him to get hurt. But who would you pick? Um, I would go with Justin Fields, although I hope he does not do well, just because I know the Bears organization. Um, oh, yeah, we didn't get to that. So, oh. I guess we should have told everybody, you're a Packer fan. I am. You're we like to call a Packer backer. Um, I am indeed. So that's obviously why you don't want the Bears to do well, but any yeah, thoughts I love on Justin Fields. I, I hope he gets traded to another team and has a great career, <laughs> but I just don't want him to succeed in Chicago. Yeah, that that's fair. What are your, I, we've talked about Aaron Rodgers a lot on this podcast, and we've gotten a lot of tweets of like, "Stop hating on Aaron." Curious what your thoughts are. A brief summary of like, what do you think happens next? Sort of. Oh boy, stop hating on Aaron. Oops. Uh, well, um, my whole opinion on the situation is so. If you didn't know, you can tell I'm an Oakland A's fan. So I'm mm -hmm. a big fan of front offices, and. Uh, so I don't blame uh, the GM, Brian Gutekunst, who I'm just going to refer to as the GM now because his name is very, <laughs> very, very clunky. I've said this to um, you before. I think that people like say his name so fast that they don't have to like be corrected oh, on it oh, at yeah. all. It's, it's always Gutekunst. Like, it's so quick. Yeah. Anyway, you're not going to blame him? I'm not going to blame him for drafting Jordan Love at all because the watching every game of the 2019 season, um, yes, we went 13-3, and three, but it was the ugliest 13-3 and three football team I had ever seen. Anytime we went up against a legitimate defense, we got destroyed. We lost to a San Diego Chargers team that was not good, or LA, excuse me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> They're all uh, San Diego at this point. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, and we also played the Niners in the regular season, and it was very ugly. And then we played the Niners in the NFC Championship game after squeaking by Seattle, and it was very ugly again. And Aaron did not look like himself that season. There were so many passes that I have seen Aaron Rodgers make throughout his whole career that he just didn't. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, it came out that his no top two receivers were already off the board, so uh, like he should go with the best available, and if it was Jordan Love, I do not blame him at all. 
But I also really think it's funny that Aaron Rodgers being so petty that he just was like, well, I'm just going to come out and win MVP. Um, Like, I totally think it was a super petty, like, revenge tour for him. And Mm -hmm. now that he's holding out, like, they offered him a contract. Like, what more does he want? So I really think he's just holding out so he can leave. Yeah. Um, So I do whatever. And it's going to screw them completely. Well, it's fine. Uh, We have Jordan. Jordan loves my guy. Um, uh, Yeah, I've come to the conclusion that he's not coming back. Um, So, like, if I hope I'm pleasantly surprised. But if not, Jordan loves my guy. All right, that's that's true dedication to the team. That is quite the. Love I, that was a, the nicest way of putting it. You were like, "I love you, Aaron Rodgers. Go do your thing. I understand why you're doing it, but this is my guy. If you leave, so bye." Um, which is fair, totally fair. Yeah. All right, a non-football question is: If you could only have one Chick Fil A menu item for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, so I'm gonna roll with the spicy chicken sandwich. I put a lot of thought into this because if I, the nuggets are good, and there's tons of stuff that's really... The mac and cheese is delicious. There are plenty of things on their menu that are so good, but I just can't see myself for the rest of my life never having a spicy chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A. You know what I mean? Like, that is the thing. And what, what do you, what's your choice? Oh, the nuggets by far. Uh, see, and my thought was like, okay, if, I fe- if I'm just feeling nugs and not the sandwich, I can like rip apart the stuff and, and dip in the sauces. Yeah, but it's, stu- it's still going to be spicy. But, like... So? The, the nuggets... Yeah, like, the spicy chicken sandwich is great, but the nuggets are so versatile because, uh, if you don't know me, I'm a very big sauce person. I love <laughs> a good dip. Um, so... Um, That's like true. Spi- spicy sriracha, ranch, Chick-fil-A, Polynesian, they're just... They're they're so good. And they just... They're not as good on a, on a sandwich. I love just, how you like made it like a sport. You're like he's so ver- so versatile. Like it sounds like we're breaking down like an actual <laughs> athlete. Um, but what do you think is the best Chick Fil A sauce? Uh, Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A sauce. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I love that. But also, I, I've been on a sweet and spicy sriracha kick lately. Just I wonder if it's just like summertime and spicy foods, whatever. But yeah, no, I definitely agree with you that Chick-fil-A is by far the superior sauce, which I'm sure will upset a lot of people because people usually have really Even their cakes. ranch is good. Their ra- it's next level. Like, we support Hidden Valley Ranch in this house, and that's great. But I'm curious what Matt and Mello think of ranch because I guess they use put ranch on everything. Like, they, that's, like, a big thing for fries and everything in the Midwest, I guess. But I'm very curious what they think about the Chick-fil-A ranch, because it is top-notch. There's something special in it. It's it's Yeah, really, it's really different. Good. Yes, it is delicious. We love Chick-fil-A. That okay. would also be some place that I would be down to have sponsor me in school. Or just give me free <laughs> stuff. That would basically be it. All right. Next question we have. In honor of Tailgate Tour, what stadiums, regardless of sport, are on your bucket list? Do you want to take this one first? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so I am a big baseball fan, so I really want to get to Fenway Park at least once. Fenway Park. Um, Fenway Park. Um, <laughs> I would really love to go there and experience a Red Sox game, especially um, just from everything I've heard about the atmosphere there. It seems like it would be very fun. 
Um, another place I'd really want to go is Lambeau Field. I've never been. Um, and I know as a Packer fan, it's like, what? How can you not have been to Lambeau yet? Um, <laughs> I will be there soon. Um, and finally, uh, I changed it up. Uh, I'm going overseas with my third pick. Okay. Um, I'm going with Emirates Stadium, although it's new. I just really want to go see an Arsenal game because that is my football team or okay. soccer team. Yeah, well, football too. Foot, the, footy, the, the footy. footy. Football is life, um, <laughs> which is the extent of what I know about. So the U.S. Women's National Team for me, by the way, if you have not watched the LFG uh, documentary on HBO Max, please go watch that. I just need to put that plug in here. Um, outside of the U.S. Women's National Team, I'm not like the biggest of soccer watchers, but I have become more interested in it now that I've watched Ted Lasso. It's like a gateway drug to actual like international soccer so very excited for the for the new season of that if you haven't seen ted lasso also watch that these are our recommendations um people thought they were getting a q a really it's just us recommending the things that we really like um <laughs> but uh mine would also be fenway so we should just go to fenway at some point this year i am going to be in boston so if you want to show up we can figure it out and hopefully they're still playing in october when i'm there for a wedding but um, which it looks very likely at this point. Um, yeah, they're good. Fenway is one of mine. And then the other one, I'm also going across the pond. I'm going to pick St. Andrews um, to watch the a British Open would be my choice. Um, just because I feel like that would be such a cool atmosphere to be in a different country and experience sports in a different way. And also, I love golf. If you've listened to this podcast before, you know I love golf. I'm the only person on this podcast who really loves watching golf. Um, I feel like it would be a really cool one um, to attend. But there, I also want to go see um, a football game, obviously, at Alabama and LSU. Those are the two on my bucket list. And you and I are going to cross off Alabama on our bucket list um, this year. So looking forward to that. It should be really, really fun. I feel like there's so many places that I would watch a sporting event. Like, I want to go to even, like, some minor league baseball stadiums that are in small places because I just feel like anywhere you go and there's – like a crowd that cares that's that's where it's at so yeah. not in oakland i feel like it's <laughs> i feel like it's like picking your favorite kid that there's like no wrong answer here there's no wrong answer there's no, no right answer there's no right there, there's no right <laughs> and wrong answer i mean we know who mom's favorite kid is <laughs> she's gonna be so mad cause she's like i don't pick favorites <laughs> Right. It actually sure. just depends on the day of the week for her. She'll admit that. It's like depends on the day of the week for her. We rotate. Sometimes the dog surpasses us. Uh, but she it's loves us both dog. equally. But depending on who she likes better that day. It doesn't mean she, doesn't, she loves us equally. Yes. It's like who she likes better that day is definitely. Shout out, Kath. She's going to laugh really hard at that part. Yeah. Um, she'll for sure be the first listener of this podcast. Uh, okay. <laughs> Next question. This is more a question for me. But you can give us a hypothetical answer here. Um, ideal on the beach or water drinks. Okay, so here's my thing. is I, There's a difference between, like, Paige at the beach and Paige on the lake. Like, there's two different drinks. You also know that, like, I'm, I'm, it's very much a vibe for me based oh, on what I drink. Like, obviously, how the it's going. a vibe. Like, 4th of July is this weekend, and I'm not really a huge beer drinker. She's going to have beer. beer. I'm going to have a Bud Heavy. That's just how it goes. It's the Or, or Boulevard Wheat 100. Yes, that too. Thank you for... Shout out. Shout out about Boulevard. Good plug. Um, but my ideal beach drink... So, like, we were just in Hawaii, and a Tropical Monkey is my go-to beach drink because 
It is basically like, it's basically a pina colada with vodka, but not with rum, with vodka, and they add chocolate syrup to it. And they actually make them very strong at the West End in Miami, or Miami, in Maui. <laughs> Definitely, they, I'm sure they make them strong in Miami as well. But I, that's my recommendation to everyone who we try Tropical Monkey. And then I would have to say, like, on the lake drink, either, like, a seltzer or, like, a spritzing can, I will say Boulevard does make really great cocktails in a can. I feel like just you have to be easy. And also, one of the other things that we should get a sponsor for is Brewmate, because we actually use those Brewmate sleeves all the time. So you got to get your Brewmate on the lake with your your Boulevard is my my plug there for all those things. So that was a free shout-out, Brewmate. Hit me up if you need anything else. Um, maybe free stuff or, or uh, you know, a discount code, whatever. But um, hypothetically speaking, when you are legally of drinking age, Blake, what would be your go-to beach and lake drink? Um, yeah, so when I when I turned 21 and had and my have your first, first sip of alcohol, alcohol, alcohol yeah. um, it, <laughs> I took uh, the words right out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, we were definitely not related. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I would probably go with um, a beer because it's the simplest drink, and like we've said, I've heard of Boulevard Wheat 100 is great on a lake. And um, I wouldn't put it past them to be great on the beach. Yeah. All right. That's fair. You, yours was the same answer for both. You're not really about the vibe. You're just about, like, what can, you can withstand for a whole day, which is probably the smarter choice because they're not naming names, but maybe a 4th of July that was spent in quarantine, somebody fell asleep in the afternoon and the other person was not asleep after day drinking. So who knows? Not naming names. But I, you just never know. Um, all right. This last one that we have is like a three or four parter. So we will start with, actually, I'm going to start with the non-football question. All right, go for it. Which is better, peanut butter or jelly? I mean, I'm going to go peanut butter because that's what I eat the most. I don't know if it's better, but it's like the more... Like, I, I eat it all the time. I, I don't just eat jelly by itself. I eat peanut butter by itself, and I eat peanut butter and jelly. But, well, which is actually not true, because I love a good charcuts, and um, I'm good. I love, like, put the jam that comes on top of the cheese that you can put on there. So, that's a tough choice. I'm going to stick with peanut butter, not crunchy, smooth peanut butter. Not that it's... Crunchy peanut butter is not horrible, but I don't, like, love it. You know what I mean? Crunchy like, peanut butter and creamy peanut butter are both amazing. Okay. Uh, well, I, but, well, but I'm going to go peanut butter on this just because it's the one I eat the most. Yeah. I'm definitely going to go jam, even though I love peanut butter um, or jelly. Um, <laughs> is there a, What's the difference between jelly and jam? I think it's, like, seeds, I'm pretty sure. Like, jelly has seeds in it. Like, it's just, like, crushed. Really? Don't quote me, but I think I looked this up. I'm very curious what the difference is between jelly and jam. Um, yeah. I would go with jelly over peanut butter because, um, I'm a big fruit person. And, um, <laughs> I think, I think, I think it's way, like, again, more versatile. Um, there's... That's true. There's grape jelly, there's well, there's strawberry jelly, there's orange marmalade, which is my personal favorite. Um, I think and, peanut butter goes with more, though. Like, peanut yeah, butter but and like, banana, peanut butter and honey, but peanut, like, honey pe pe <laughs> peanut butter, honey, and banana sandwich. 
You don't just have like a jelly sandwich. And yeah, if you but do, like if if I'm putting something on toast, it's gonna be jelly. Like I like peanut butter because like if it's warm and it like melts a little. Yeah, but no. Okay. It's, it's agree a, to disagree. That's yeah, totally fair. We can we can agree to disagree. That is fair. We've learned that we have to do that in our house because we'll just go round and round. Um, and also my brother wants to be a lawyer, so he's arguing with. He has to be right, so you got to let it go at some point. <laughs> um, next question. What are your thoughts about Justin Herbert winning the MVP this year? The person wrote, because besides Mahomes, that's my pick to win it. So here's the thing. You're spot on about the fact that Patrick Mahomes is probably the favorite there. And there's also another guy who we ha- did not expect to be still at his peak performance, but is in Tom Brady, which... Fingers crossed, maybe it comes down this year and we finally see, like, an off-season or something. Um, but, and also Aaron Rodgers as well when he's playing at his best. Um, I just think for Justin Herbert, one, I need to apologize to Justin Herbert. I don't know if I've actually ever done this on the podcast. I feel like I may have, but just to cover my bases here. Um, I was very critical of him coming out of school because I just didn't see, like, I, I guess I didn't look past what he was being forced to the system he's being forced to play in at Oregon so we didn't see all of his talents and I think the Chargers are have been you know using him to the best of his ability obviously he surpassed any expectation we would have had for his rookie year but I think the other part of this though is that the I don't look at the Chargers and go oh you know what that's a Super Bowl team and I think you have to be on like a like a realistic Super Bowl contender not to say that's impossible for them but it's pretty impressive that that actually happened. Um, It's not a bet I'm willing to make. So that, I think, also plays a factor in it. I do think in the next couple of years, there will be windows for him to be able to win win it if he consistently is this good. But again, he's playing in a league with Patrick Mahomes, and that's just the the nature of the beast. Um, I think it could happen, but the biggest thing um, that makes me say that it couldn't happen is last year when Justin Herbert came into the league, he was the only person on that offense learning a new playbook. Mm -hmm. This year they have a new head coach, um, and they're going to be running a new offense. Um, So that entire offense is going to be learning a new playbook. So I do not see him winning the MVP, although I should apologize to Justin Herbert too because one of my closest friends is a Charger fan. Shout out, Chase. Yeah, and I... Um, constantly told him that Justin Herbert was going to be the next Mitch Trubisky because he was very inconsistent in college and threw way too many screen passes and that wasn't going to fly in the NFL. But he proved me wrong. He proved me wrong. So I think they'll be a very good football team, but I do think they're a few years away. Yeah, that's totally fair. I... That's a good point, and also we love Chase. So sorry, Chase. And I hope I hope the Chargers can can win a game, like and stay healthy. Field, field, yeah, and because I feel like they've been in a lot of. I mean, even the game against the Chiefs, like they've been in games. Like they're able to stay oh, in yeah. games. It's just and Justin Herbert is a big part of the reason they were in those games. So mm-hmm. yeah, that that it's, is unfortunate situation when it comes to those sort of awards. Like it's just the nature of it. And Patrick Mahomes. I mean, we love Patrick Mahomes. Um, and so does everybody else. So next question, 
What is your favorite Luke Combs song? I love this question because this person obviously listens to this podcast and knows that I very much stand Luke Combs. I love him. I love all of his music. So this is a tough question for me too because again, I'm a vibe person. So there's either the like really love heavy ballad or the like party songs that he has. So I'm going to pick one of each. I'm cheating. Sorry. Again, this is my podcast. I make my own rules. Um, and Matt and Mello aren't here to tell me otherwise. Um, so I'm going to choose, um, Beautiful Crazy for like the slow and sweet romantic one. Um, just because it's like a classic and that's the first real love song that he wrote about his now wife. So I just feel like that's so sweet. I also was at Stagecoach and somebody when he was performing that proposed. So I feel like very sentimental towards that song. And then the other song that I'm going to choose is actually Sleeper for the party song. It's called Don't Tempt Me and it was not on this last album, but the album before that. Um, and I just, it's Don't Tempt Me is a good time. I, I absolutely love that song. And it's like on my like favorites playlist that I have on Spotify and I listen to it often. So definitely think that those two are mine. Do you have a favorite Luke Combs song? Uh, yeah. So mine's going to be very basic. It's going to be beer never broke my heart because oh, yeah, yeah ex that right there, I am a big singer and <laughs> I know, I know the most words of any Luke Combs. Any, the, blah, blah, blah. That's the most yeah, that's the Luke Combs song I know the most words to. Okay. And exactly the song, the part you sang, right when it goes, like, that's just, it's such a, like, it's, it, it, it hits. It, it hits. hits. That's what the it kids hits. say. That's what the kids say, right? Exactly. <laughs> it yeah. feels weird the, to be the, the older person on the podcast. <laughs> it feels very strange to be the, the eldest, but, um... Yeah, no, that that's a, a great thing. But I love that you said you love to sing because I did tell everyone a few episodes ago that you are now using the Peloton and that it, like, goes up to, like, basically my head where your seat is. And someone was like, take a picture of you sitting on it. Now I need to remember to do that. And it just reminded me. But you'll be, like, in riding the Peloton and, like, screaming at the top of your lungs lyrics. And I'm like, how is he doing that? How is he oh, yeah. continuing to scream and see he's, like, singing the Beatles? I'm like, all right, cool. I'm glad you're yeah. doing that ride, but how are you not dead by singing along with your ride? So You, you got to sing you. through the, you gotta sing through the pain. Like, yeah. it, 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 it's not fun to be on the Peloton. We do it because it's a great workout. But, yes, it is. Um, I mean, I do it for, like, time with Cody because he is obviously hilarious. Yeah, so I, I sing through it because that, that's, that's what gets me through. That's super fair. All right, well, those are all of the questions that we have. Um, but thank you for coming along and doing the podcast with me. Um, Matt and Mello will be back from their family vacation next week. Um, we will be giving you guys more detail on Tailgate Tour and things to watch out for. Don't forget to follow us um, on all social media, Two Guys, A Girl Pod, Manscaped, Two Guys 20. Enjoy your holiday weekend. Have a safe weekend. And again, thank you, Blake, for, for being here. And maybe we'll have you on another time. Maybe Matt Mello will hear this and think, hey, Blake, we need to make it a full sibling podcast. A full sibling podcast. Maybe. But thank you for having me on for this episode. And it was fun asking you questions I knew most of the answers to. I know. I know, right? You had to act surprised. All right.